I V M. Hello and welcome to the Wire Talks. I'm Siddharth Bhatia. Rabindranath Tagore was a Renaissance man, author, poet, musician, and playwright. He also wrote on a wide variety of issues. He is a literary giant, not only in India but across the world, and holds a special place in the hearts of all Bengalis. Today, Tagore has been drawn into politics. With elections approaching in West Bengal, the Bharatiya Janata Party has now cited him as a big champion of nationalism, which goes totally against what he wrote at the time. To understand and explain this, we have with us Professor Sivaji Pratim Basu who teaches political science and is also the Dean of Arts and Commerce at Vidyasagar University in West Bengal. Among the many books he has written is The Poet and the Mahatma, which compares the nationalisms of Tagore and Mahatma Gandhi. Welcome, uh, Professor Basu. Thank you, Shindharji. Okay, so keeping in mind that many of the things I may ask are well known to uh, Bengalis, but if you were to explain this to, uh, in brief, explain this to uh, audiences elsewhere, Tagore took part in public issues and engaged very much in public issues of his time. What were his views on nationalism? When he was only uh, 16 or 17 years of age, he began to write, uh, also express his views in various uh, little magazines. Uh, in today's language, we may call them little magazines. Some are, some of them were, you know, uh, run by his cousins, his, his elder cousins in the, within the Tagore family. Uh, and then, uh, and, and also when he grew up, also his writings, his essays, his uh, short or long essays were to appear in many other Bengali, especially uh, Bengali journals, Bengali literary journals. And, and also we find this collection of essays also began to appear by the end of the uh, 19th century. And in these essays, he was basically an author, a man of literature, cultural man, you know, by his guidance, Bengali songs, Bengali poetry, it saw uh, literally a, a metamorphosis. Uh, so uh, he did all these things. He wrote on aesthetics. He, but he also... From the very beginning, he was also a very conscious person, conscious about his surroundings, his society, and his country, his uh, province. At that time, it was called province, Bengal, uh, Bengal Presidency, and India as such. Uh, he was conscious about, uh, about his surroundings and also about, the, uh, about his consciousness also went beyond the boundaries of uh, India. And he expressed his feelings. And uh, at that time, when he was born, he was born in 1861. And uh, after that, and when he grew up, patriotism was there. Always patriotism was there. But this nationalism, this kind of nationalism, this nationalism came, especially in uh, the 19th century India, from uh, the West. So at that time, anything uh, went by national. At that time, a man was there called uh, Navogopal Mitro. And he did everything in the name of quote-unquote national. And uh, national fair, national circus, na national, uh, everything national, national theater. And uh, people used to jokingly call him national Nabogopal. So that kind of nationalism was there. 
but tigore from the very beginning he was a, a middle roader rather he he was opposed to the what uh, later the extremists called the politics of mendicancy that you only appeal you don't protest with force so he opposed to that and he was opposed to that and also uh, opposed to this hyperbolic kind of nationalist by the turn of you know 1880s 1890s there was also a kind of you know hindu nationalism rise of hindu nationalism following the uh, some of the works of bankim chandra there and a kind of hindu but not today's hindu nationalism as as we find the hindu nationalism now that hindutva not it was not a kind of hindutva uh, vadi nationalism its influence from the uh, orientalist scholars in bengal who uh, talked about the ancient india the old india the golden india that kind of but tigor one thing is clear tigor uh, never thought that nation quote unquote nationalism he thought patriotism is here well but nationalism is something foreign it came from outside it's not from within nationalism as theory as practice as a system of thought as a system of practice it came from outside you mentioned uh, the rising hinduness we won't call it hindutva but the feeling that was being provoked by writers like bankim chandra and of course bankim chandra is a great hero today to uh, supporters of hindutva because especially because of his uh, novel anand mat but also the song and everything but it was clear even by those days that religion as a basis for nationhood was not something that uh, tagore was very uh, very much uh, in favor of am i right in uh, judging that absolutely he was never in favor of that kind of uh, religion based nationalism but for him even hindu the word hindu you know there are many uh, there are uh, we can identify at least four phases of uh, tagore's nationalism Uh, it's not as if uh, that uh, something he thought in 1890s that continued till his death. It's not the case. We find an evolution, evolution of his thought, and uh, from 1890s to 1905, just after partition of Bengal movement, that is Swadeshi movement, for 15-16 years, there was a proximity with the Bengali nationalists, the Congress nationalists, but there also. he maintained his special position even in the heydays of bengali nationalism which found its zenith between uh, 8 1905 19 by the beginning of the century when lord carson pronounced that bengal will be divided and then there was movement called uh, anti partition uh, movement and swadeshi movement where everyone every uh, nationalist of india of, of other parts especially from maharashtra and other people they also joined and the extremist part of uh, congress uh, that uh, came forward to take this opportunity and also tigor at that time took a prominent role especially as a cultural ambassador of bengal he took a very prominent role but after some time there was disenchantment if i may say now this is something that you are telling us but which is completely instinctively understood by every bengali especially those who have read tagore uh, 
with a little bit more seriousness, but even otherwise, and Hindu nationalism has a small place in the uh, the Bengali mind, but it has never been a political expression. It has never found a political expression. Is that so? Absolutely not, sir. Absolutely not. Even in Bankim, what we find, it was a kind of a cultural expression rather than a political expression. Uh, In Bankim's uh, Anandamat, what we find, it was written in the context of the Great Bengal uh, Famine of uh, 1176 of uh, Bengal, uh, you know, uh, Bengal uh, calendar, Bengali calendar of 1176. So in Hindi, it is called Shiyatar Ka In this background, this, you know, Anandamat was uh, written. And there, there was depiction of three mothers, mother as she was, mother as she is now, and mother that she will be. So there we can find a kind of, you know, an expression of nationalism in another way, as uh, Arnest Rena has said, that nationalism tries to connect you with your golden past and also to your golden future. So you want to just overcome the, you know, the past where you are, you, you don't find all these things, you are, which is which is not good, which is full of bad things also. So mother, that will be. So in this novel, Bonkim wrote this. Um, it was not a song; it's a Sam-like, you know, uh, PSL mm-hmm. Sam-like, you know, verbs. Vande Mataram. It's almost half Sanskritized, so everybody can understand what he is saying. Most of them. Interesting thing: it was not uh, lyric. It was it was only lyrics. Musically, it was not composed. At some conference by the beginning of the century, I think, in Provincial Congress, it was Tigor and Sarala Devi Choudhury who composed the, you know, this song as a song. It was earlier, it was not uh, sang. This, this, this song was not sang anywhere. It was just a poetry kind of. I found this uh, bit of uh, insight very, very ironical, in fact, because uh, now that one sees it, and uh, I'm sitting far away from Bengal at the moment. May I add, add here something, uh, Siddha? Yeah. Irony is that when uh, Subhash Chandra Bose was uh, the Congress president and the Muslims of India, they were patriot Muslims, but they said that this is a hymn-like, you know, composition where there is an image of Mother Durga. Durga so that line is there. So, Tvanghi Durga Dasapraharanadharini uh, is the image of Durga. So, Durga, how we can worship Durga? So, there was a change. So, Congress changed its anthem and it was replaced by Janaganamana. It was written by Tibor. So, you pointed out the irony. And uh, as I said, it's a, it's a matter of great uh, insight to uh, uh, listeners elsewhere. But, Professor, what has changed that I'm sitting far away, so I should not make too general a remark, but what has changed in terms of kind of Hinduist, Hindutva consciousness creeping into uh, the Bengali landscape, and also which provides some fertile ground to parties like the BJP to come and talk about uh, these things. Has anything changed? Yes, many things have changed, you know. We cannot earlier, uh, in uh, just 10-15 years, we have not seen the kind of Ramnavami processions that are taking place here and there, especially in districts. We have not uh, seen, you know, uh, the 
deities like uh, Hanuman or Bajrangi uh, here and there. Uh, and uh, people are also, uh, Bengalis are, you know, uh, chanting Hanuman Chalisa. So that is not, so that is something new to us. That is something new. Who knows Bengali very well, he will find that it is. This, this. So, so that kind of culture was not here. Now we find this even in Bengal. Even in Bengal, I don't know, maybe we do not read anymore our old texts. We are more, we have become very, you know, the prisoners of this social medium. And we are, what, what are we getting and being circulated through the WhatsApp or the social media? We are taking everything. People who are above, you know, 55 or more, you can see, but, but uh, we have so many, we used to read, even we get some time to read. But I don't know, I don't think that uh, the same thing about the generation under 30. They are not that engaged. So they, whatever they learn, they learn through, you know, uh, it's a kind of audiovisual learning through either Facebook or Twitter or whatever. They even do not uh, read some of, I have, uh, I have seen, I have found very sadly that means uh, I, I also write columns in uh, papers like Ananda Bazaar regularly, post-edit columns. People say, sir, I have uh, seen your article, so how did you find it? But then I find they have only seen the article, the name of the article, but they have not read so, it. So are you trying to suggest that there is therefore a possibility that this kind of campaigning about Tagore, which is distorted, as you have uh, shown, this kind of uh, campaign will find some echo or some response and do you think that it could have a political expression? Yes, it may. It is that they are getting also some political expressions. For example, they are exploiting Sabi Vivekananda wrote greatly about Muslims, the problems of Indian Muslims, the Muslim cultivators of Bengal especially. But what they have picked up, they are picking up the lines that suit them. Like uh, he has this a very, very, you know, inspiring kind of text. And but one line is Shagorbe bolo ami Hindu. Shagorbe bolo iska do Hindi Hindi is garb se kaho ham Hindi Hindu hai. So this line is was picked up, not the entire text, where he said Muchi method the cobblers the sweepers are your blood your brother. So you don't quote that line. You only quote the line that suits you. So this is very dangerous. And also, as I, I was telling, there was a period, of course, between 1890s to 1905 to 7. At that time, there was a rise of, you know, Bengali nationalism, which was almost rather the involvement of Hindus were was uh, most uh, more than the involvement of the Muslim and Tigor. Uh, also written on this, uh, on, on this, uh, uh, you know, movement of nationalism and the complexities, everything in two or three of his novels like Gora and also Ghore Baire and The Home and the World and also four chapters, uh, Charadha. So uh, they are also criticized this period. But at that time when he was involved, you cannot judge your time sitting in, in your time. So he was involved. He was very aggrieved by Karzon's decision. And so he joined that kind of, culturally he joined. He wrote many, many patriotic songs. Almost, 
hundred within uh, within three four months he composed and most of the songs are very immortal songs. So he he did this. He led the procession on the day with Raksha Bandhan kind of plan on the on sixteenth October nineteen o five when Bengal was divided. They had a Ganga bath and then they were uh, you know uh, this uh, giving rakhi to everyone and that that kind of thing. He was involved, but soon he was disenchanted. Uh, tell me uh, again to talk about the current situation. There is also at the same time I read uh, we have been reading that the vice chancellor of Shantiniketan says that Tagore is a outsider or something on those lines. So really, you find Tagore being either appropriated wrongly or being assaulted, and. Is it possible that this might sow doubt or shake the preeminent position of the man, the giant that he was, in the Bengali mind? Okay, uh, Siddharth, one can one thing I can uh, assure our uh, you know listeners that come what may, uh, there are four or five icons in Bengal. You may misappropriate some of them, some of the writings or uh, their uh, songs or everything. But if you attack them, if you attack them, they uh, they command so much respect uh, in the hearts of uh, millions of Bengalis. It will be very difficult from them uh, for them, especially what you have named the Vice Chancellor Professor Bindu Chakraborty. What he has done, what he has, he has said outsider. There was nobody at that time, so why what outsider? It was an empty, barren land. Uh, uh, bought by his father, Tagore's father, Devendranath Tagore, for his upasana. They were Brahmos, mind it. Brahmos were not Hindus. Absolutely, they are not. They are not Christians, but they were. They are like uh, you know, uh, in uh, in Hindi, uh, you can uh, find uh, the Arya Samaji like they they are they are reformists. They they were reformists. So so the, in fact in fact they they do not believe in idolatry. They only worship Om. There is only Om only in their in their chapel in their church or whatever in their upasana we are Brahma Samaj as they call it. So you cannot insult a man like Tagore or Tagore. So so Tagore has what Ezra Pound has said that Tagore sang uh, Bengal into nationalism. So that kind of expression people know the importance of Tagore. You, you know. The value of Tagore, he, uh, you know, uh, upheld the culture not only of uh, culture of Bengal, but at that time the culture of India uh, in the in the you know the committee before the committee of the nations before the literary world when he won the Nobel Prize for Literature for the first time, first Asian. So how can we forget that? Well, they maybe the younger generation they are not reading Tagore much, but if you uh, you know, if you, uh, if you attack Tagore, if you assault Tagore like this, that will, of course, will have, I, 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 I presume, will have a reverse effect in the uh, voting possibilities of a particular party. But yet, attacks is on one side, but yet, uh, no less a person that Prime Minister Modi has uh, invoked Tagore in terms of his... Uh, implying that uh, he was somebody who, I know that you have addressed this issue, but implying that he is very relevant to the Hindutva cause. Uh, he has not actually used those words, but the implications of some of the things he said 
um, could be argued to be saying that. Yes, but you have to uh, read those things in, uh, in in its proper context. And nowhere, even even you can pick up something from Tagore uh, to show that he is a kind of he, 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 well, he said good things about uh, Hindu uh, civilization and Hindu Hindu things, but he never attacked other other religion. Even in those brief times of 15, 16, 17 years, 15 to 17 years, as I have already mentioned, it, it, this began uh, with 1890s and ended with 1906-7, uh, just after uh, when the Bongo-Bongo Andolan, the, uh, the anti-partition of Bengal movement was on the peak. Tell me one thing, that do you think that there is a blowback or will be a blowback or a strong uh, response from uh, the Bengali intelligentsia, the middle classes, just Bengalis in general, to this uh, misappropriation. You mentioned, for example, a while ago that, you know, it could have an adverse reaction uh, uh, electorally. But do you think that there is a blowback? Yes, of course. Even the sympathizers of the Bharatiya Janata Party, which which has grown uh, somehow in Bengal, even within intelligentsia, they do not like this idea, you know. Uh, Bengali uh, intelligentsia, uh, they are very, uh, you know, rooted in their uh, in their literary traditions, traditions which started from Vishwachandra uh, Vidyasagar, then uh, Bankim Chandra, then Tagore, and then series of I can I can name series of other authors. So there is a tradition. So there is a very rich. Uh, literary tradition in in Bengal, which is which has been you know of course uh, recognized by the world that there is many many uh, many uh, many authors I can name even uh, in the in the modern we, we know people know about you know not only Sharachandra Chattopadhyay I can name of Mahasweta Devi who is very very uh, and you know people like Gayatri Chakravarti Spivak had written and uh, translated. Uh, books of uh, Mahashweta Devi and which has been received very well by uh, the uh, even the foreign readers. So it will it will of course and even if they mis- misappropriate the people who do not like that can just refer to one book written by Tagore in 1916 Nationalism. Please go and read that where he said nationalism is a menace. Yeah. So this is uh, something, though, I must confess that uh, given the state of the media today, uh, this alternate point of view, I'm glad that you have brought this to our attention. This alternate point of view does not get across outside. Uh, sitting uh, from a distance, when I view it, I read and uh, only get this one point of view that, oh, um, you know, Tagore is being attacked. and But it's like really piqued my curiosity to understand this. So in some total, you are saying that, yes, this is going on, but it is wrong. It is misappropriating the man. It is misrepresenting him, misquoting him, and that it will not have any kind of value or impact. No, if you misappropriate Tagore, there will be only adverse effects. If you misappropriate, if you insult, if you uh, express derogatory words, uh, derogatory, if you use derogatory comments towards Tigor, then they, they, it is cured. 
what I I want to point out that even in his uh, in his thought of nationalism, within in his thought there was an evolution. He was not a nationalist in the sense we understand nationalism is. First, for him, people people the people around him, the people rooted in the countryside, they are uh, you know he was more concerned about them, their culture, and. even when what was uh, being depicted as the national uh, as uh, uh, his face which we can say we, which we can uh, define as uh, his uh, you know very uh, although very brief stint but it was about a, a decade and a half uh, connection with uh, tagore's nationalism what happened between 1890s and 18 uh, 1905 uh, 1906 and 7 after that what we find that there was a, also a departure from that point of view to uh, with the outbreak of when we find the outbreak of you know first world war the he turned first world war as a fight between western nations so at that time also and in many even in uh, previous uh, essays he defined that india is basically see he defined everything in terms of civilization so india is a civilization orient is a civilization so this civilization is basically society based samaj nirbhar samaj kendrik samaj nirbhar uh, or, or society based civilization whereas the west is always state based or nation based civilization so what is the difference difference is even if uh, what has happened before the coming of the uh, of the british what happened you know some kings or nawabs or badshahs they ruled in uh, in uh, delhi or in some capital places but the society remained untouched society has its own autonomy society was autonomous in india but in west it was not so nation he has seen a nation he has you know given lectures within the when the first world war was going on and before that and also after that Uh, there was a compilation called nationalism as i have uh, just mentioned it was uh, written in 1916 and uh, it was published in 1917 uh, in this book there were you know three lectures given in uh, united states and uh, iowa university perhaps he had given in united states and then in japan so there he compared he absolutely he said the western nation what we are following here is a kind of western imperialist nation and he said western nations are working like dams you know big dams to check the free flow of civilization from this civilization to that civilization so the knowledge the fruits of knowledge according to tigor he was an internationalist siddharth he was not a nationalist he was an internationalist he said the fruits of knowledge for example the invention of zero you know the without the invention of zero we cannot this zero and one this is the basis of this computer and everything so without the invention of zero the civilization could not have progressed but the civilized this this was invented by india but it was not restricted in india so that was the fruits of knowledge being uh, you know cultivated in one civilization that should not be restricted to that civilization but when you think in terms of nation nation state you think of copyright you think of everything so that was he was against that that the knowledge knowledge is kind of a free knowledge it is universal it should not be restricted 
and so he also opposed gandhi during uh, during the non cooperation although they were very great friends uh, always uh, gandhi ji called tigore gurudev and uh, tigore always addressed uh, gandhi ji as mahatma perhaps he was the first in uh, first in india to call him a mahatma because he he was always against narrow kind of nationalism narrow nationalism so what we are find uh, what we find in these days we find the rise of actually very narrow kind of nationalism nationalism is not bad but this kind of nationalism what we have this kind of war cries you know jingoistic kind of nationalism which he was absolutely opposed to so in uh, some total uh, i was quite uh, interested and uh, intrigued to hear you say that that tagore's position as this leading light of the international literary and cultural world and of course in india in the hearts and minds of bengalis is unshakable no matter what happens can we say that yes yes absolutely we can say that that's an extremely interesting exposition uh, professor uh, i think um, i uh, who did a little bit of research before coming to talk to you not too much uh, i'm uh, completely i was enlightened by what you had to say it's a very heartening thing to know that uh, you know what you on one reads one doesn't have to always believe it and uh, i hope our listeners uh, really enjoy this thank you very much for joining us thank you thank you siddharth you can check out this podcast and other interesting ones on the wire website the ivm podcast website app or wherever else that you get your podcast goodbye from me siddharth bhatia and the wire talks podcast team